Hey everyone. Welcome to the Squad Pod. Here's your host, my dad, Troy Dog. Alright people, welcome to another episode of the Squad Pod. I'm your host, Troy Dog, as always. Because this is my show, and I don't let anyone else host it. So, yeah, what's up now? So, cool, I have another episode, uh, it's about ready for next week. So, uh, I did my interview with that already. Uh, we'll get into that when I get into the power ranks here, but man, just, I'm a little late right now because I'm trying to do, you know, a lot of things all at once. Um, you're getting your pod a, a day later than usual. I'm sorry. I'm busy. Uh, but I make time for you people and, uh, we'll get into that here in a minute, but this episode is very cool because, uh, RJ Hampshire is on. Yeah. Rick James, Rick James will be joining the podcast. Yeah, Rick James. That's what we're going to go with now. RJ is now Rick James. I know that uh, that Mookie just calls him Rick as a nickname, and we'll get into that later on. But man, he needs a better nickname than that. That's not even a nickname, that's his name. Like Richard James is on. We're going to talk to Richard James Hampshire from Rockstar Energy Husqvarna. So, that's me ranting about Rick Dog. Is, is what I want to do for his nickname, but um, we'll work on that. Anyway, so stick around for that. Well, I'll, uh, I'll kick it to that after the Guts Racing Power Rankings. And uh, I got some news here to break down, of course, in the beginning here. So um, if you haven't, we, we went down over this a few shows ago. Um, Grant Harlan and his family lost their race shop in Texas to, due to a fire. Um, they lost everything in there. There was three bikes, including one was a pit bike and two were race bikes. And then, uh, three, three kit suspension. That was the big ticket items, but there was a lot of stuff in there from, from Grant's childhood, including, um, some family memorabilia from holidays and things like that. So that, that's, that's the worst part. But if you can, if you want to help, we have a, we put up a real, on uh, the Verb Moto Instagram account, and um, he's on there explaining what happens, and we made him a GoFundMe account now. So if you want to get in on his fundraiser, you can donate to the GoFundMe as well as his Venmo. We are tracking everyone's submission. So hit up the Verb Moto Instagram, and we have all the details for you on that there. Um, in uh, true Grant Harlan fashion. He wants to give back to you people for helping him out. Um, he's so, he decided to run a chesty GoPro mount for both of his motos this weekend in Ironman. Yeah, the dude's gonna run a chesty for both motos because he loves you people and as a thanks to help you out for helping him out. So, gotta love the hard dog. He's a, he's a good dude and uh, thanks for helping him out. Also, coming up, is another stop of the Verb Shred Tour. And what's the Verb Shred Tour? You should know by now, because you love us. You love everything that Verb Moto does. But really, it's a weekend filled with fun shredding, racing, free stuff, and hot dogs. And uh, we know you love hot dogs. You love Troy Dog. I'm going to get... This is going to be an exclusive um, 
I'm working on it. But down the road, like at, at these shred tours, I want to get like a menu of hot dogs so that everybody gets their own dog. And we won't sell slaw dogs, but we'll sell like chili dogs. I'll, I'll sell a Troy dog, which is just like a basic hot dog with some mustard or ketchup, what have you. And then um, a bird dog, of course. And just have, you know, track sales of it. And then whatever sells the most, which is going to be a Troy dog, um, I'll give myself a bonus for that. You know, sounds good. I'm CEO. I can make all these decisions by myself. And, but you need to check out a stop of a shred tour because it's a lot of fun. It's like a, a, it's a very, it's like an amateur national feel with the feel of a local race too. Just a lot of fun, a lot of racing. Um, You get goodies. You're just coming in the gate and having a good day. Thanks to our awesome sponsors of those events. And, uh, yeah, man, you just feel like a million bucks there. It's The presentation's amazing. We put on a good show for you, and everyone has a good time. So the next one is going to be uh, Palooza at Washougal MX Park, September 1st through 3rd. Right in Levi Kitchen's backyard. Yup. So, um, yeah, you need to check that out. And uh, anybody who wants more information on the Shred Tour, we got dude, we got a drop-down page on the on the homepage, man. Just go check it out, promoter.com, Shred Tour page. Also coming up is the Verb Classic. And if you haven't been to the Verb Classic, you're missing out too because we have hired guns. We still call them that? I don't think we do. Do we? I can look that up. Anyway, we hire riders to come out. It is hired guns, though. Why would we change? So, it's uh, September 15th through 17th. It's at Next Level 101, which is in South Carolina. Great track. Great people. Uh, Basically, it's uh, Saturday and Sunday. You know, it's a two-moto format each day. And uh, we, we run practice, and you race, man. And we have special awards following the racing and it's a really really prestigious event if I might say so myself so if you want to go you should because everybody can go tell them Troy Dog sent you we'll keep pumping that up uh, next Iron Man this weekend <sighs> yo Ginger Dog has got me my wife Ginger Dog God bless her soul yeah, that don't. She has a soul. It's she does. Okay, like yeah, gingers don't have souls. She does. I think. Anyway, she's got me going uh, to sleep in a tent this weekend in Ironman. Why are we sleeping in a tent Friday night? Well, for one, we need to cover the race. Uh, it's two and a half hours away, and I. Uh, I dropped the ball, guys. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a hotel room, and hotels are full within the area. And I don't want to ske- stay at some spe- sketchy. Bleh. I don't want to stay at some sketchy hotel. I've done that before, um, and uh, I just don't want to anymore. So we're gonna camp out. We're gonna. I have an old tent in my garage that may or may not be good 
I don't know. It might be rotted. It might just be really old. I don't know. But we're going to sleep in that. If that fails, we're going to sleep in my truck. This is what I do to bring you guys the best content I can. Like, if you're not if you're not committed, then what are you even doing in this sport? Like, that's commitment. I'll sleep on the ground. I'm not worried about it. And then what I'm going to do, my plan is, I'm just going to hit up, you know, my team over at HEP for some snacks, coffee. Hit up the Rock River truck for some Buca de Beppo. It'll work out. I'm a media guy, so we get catered lunch, you know. I'm not worried about it. We got food. We know people. And if you have service, please come find me because um, my phone will not have service. I'll get 80 million calls and texts, and I, I won't get any of them. So if you have service, let me know because I could. I need to check some stuff on my phone. Mm, let me know. Hit me up. But if you're there, we're going to be vlogging, um, try to post some stuff on the website if, if I have service or anything. Um, we're, we're there. We're going to be there. And if you see me, say, hey, let's get a picture. And tell me how much you loved this awesome podcast of mine. All right. The Guts Racing Power Rankings this week. Let's get to it. For 33 years, Guts Racing has prided themselves on being the innovators in seat technology. If you're looking for a comfortable and stylish place to park your rear end on your dirt bike, then look no further. Guts carries an extensive product line of seat covers and foam no matter what you ride. Use the promo code VERB20 at checkout to save on your order. Andy Gregg's the man. I, you know, I love Guts Racing. I feel like they're my family now. They've supported the power rankings since basically the beginning, you know, and, and they've ridden this wave of the popularity. You know, people left and right uh, are asking about power rankings and what they actually mean. And if you read it, you'll know that it's our list. And if you're doing something in your life that we feel is, you know, powerful, we put you on our list. And we, we you know, I put Rick Ross on my list because, dude, it's Rick Ross. Like, of course he's going to be on my list. But this week, I have, uh, let's see, who do I got? Number one. Number one, Rick James, man. Yeah, Rick James. No, not that Rick James. RJ Hampshire. And uh, I have him number one this week because, for the most part, the dude loves America so much. And it, when you get to the interview after the Power Rings, of course, you're going to hear why he's number one. The guy just doesn't quit. And he gives it his all to the sport. And what's cool about RJ, when we get into this as well, is he went to regular high school. He played baseball. He had a normal life before the craziness of his dirt bike career started. And he just kind of came on and just started winning. And now look at him. He's a you know, championship contender anytime he lines up. Man, what a guy. An American hero. RJ Hampshire, number one this week. Number two. Number two is Caden Braswell, and um, he told me his nickname. I did an interview with him yesterday, and he's all about it. His nickname is Braz Funky. You're going to hear this interview next week. I've never talked to Caden before in my entire life. 
But the kid, he's a vibe, man. A total vibe. I can't wait to put this out for you because he's... I want to party. Not even party, just hang out. I don't think he parties. Like, he wouldn't because I don't think he does. But I want to hang out with this dude at a dirt bike track, whatever, anywhere. Go golf or something. The guy comes up with some weird stuff, and he's just chill, and he's that dude that doesn't sweat anything. At least that's what I got out of our 20-minute phone conversation. It's just, dude, Brass Funky. He he made that nickname, I think, himself, but I kind of like it. Like I said, it's a vibe. So, Ken Braswell, I'm going to swing by this weekend and meet him. It's going to be, uh, I have to, like after our talk yesterday. Good guy. Number three, he should be. It, it stinks because everyone deserves to be number one. Like, my top five is fire, bro. Like, all time. But uh, Cowboy AP is number three this week. And Iron Man is going to be completely off the hook with AP chance this week. Everybody loves the Cowboy. And this is his home track. There's so many people out there supporting him. And this place is going to be so loud for him. I I was actually kind of shocked. Like, I know people like AP. But I didn't expect the Buds crowd to be that hyped for him. To see his popularity over the years, how it's increased, you know, since he's put the cowboy hat on, of course, you know. Hamilton, Ohio. Truly, truly a farming community where he's just an outlaw cowboy just comes from, but... Um, man, people love AP. So I'm excited to hear everyone yelling for him. It's going to be loud. Iron Man always brings out a ton of people. And with the way that Pro Motocross has been thriving this year, this is, this event this weekend is going to be crazy. So I'm excited. And, uh, number four, Juju, Julian Bomer. I'm, I'm impressed. You know, his, his debut at, at Bud's Creek. He was up there towards the front each moto and um, just had a very, very nice overall. I think he went 9-11 or something. Let me, you know, classic Troy Dog doesn't have this in his notes. But um, finished ninth in a moto. That, that's great. It's kind of, it's giving Ryan Dungey a little bit when he first came on the scene. You know, you just an underdog guy. Get support of a factory team and just takes off with it. Let's see what he can do with it. I'm I'm excited to see how this Beaumaire story takes over the sport. Yeah, 11-9 on the day. Definitely impressive. So good for him and good for O'Neal. They got they got a factory rider now, another factory rider after Marv's gone. Where's Marv? Can we bring Marv back? Should we get him on here? Marv's being dad right now. He's I don't know if he's coming back. So, but enjoy the ride, as my good buddy Alex Ray likes to say. Number five, number five is Shane McElrath, baby. He's coming back this weekend in Ironman. I'm gonna go and and say what's up. He's gonna be pitted out of the Rock River Yamaha truck. Um, full house with squad athletes, by the way. So, we might have to say like. Look, dude, look at these stickers. These guys are running. Don't you want to run one of these? That would be cool. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe that's an idea. Yeah, he'll be pitting with Ashton Bloxham and Grant Harlan over there. So, I also have to stop by and see my buddy Foggy Llama. His, uh, if you don't know who Foggy is, it's his, his vlogger. But you should know who Foggy is because he's the man. He's a good dude. I'm going to get Foggy on one of these. I, I want to talk to him more. I miss my buddy. But Macquarie's in this weekend for the Sufferfest because it's going to be hot. All right, that'll do it for this week's power rankings. And uh, now here's my RJ interview where we talk about his health, motocross and nations, SMX playoffs. We dive into his amateur career a bit. And uh, we talk electrical tape numbers. So enjoy. On the phone with me, joining me on the squad pod today is Rockstar Energy Husqvarna's RJ Hampshire. What's up, RJ? Uh, not much, man. Uh, glad we can finally make this happen. I know. I was kind of pestering you a little bit over the weekend, but uh, we made it happen. Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, I owed you one anyway, so we can make it up now. Yeah, like when I when I want somebody on the pod, I have to I have to get them no matter what. No matter if you're busy, like you just have to jump on. Uh, hey, but I agreed to this right away. I mean, as soon as you said to do it, even whenever I was still concussed, I was all in. That is true. Yeah, you were, and I appreciate that. It was right away. So that doesn't happen okay. much. So thank you for that. Yeah, but um, no but getting uh, you know, getting an update with you. Um, uh, you know, we haven't seen you. Obviously, had to sit Bud's Creek out. But um, how are you now? And um, we, before we went uh, went live with this, you said you went riding. So uh, how's your health? Yeah, man, it was uh, it was a bit scary there right off the bat. I mean, I haven't hit my head like that in, in years. Um, so yeah, definitely concussion. Um, I'm not really sure how long I was out for, uh, but I, mean, I hit my head really hard, and, and it was almost more like the whip that I took from how it threw me. Uh, hurt me more than actually the impact um so yeah you know i flew home right away uh and you, you tell yourself you feel good and and you want to believe yourself uh but with your head it's it's so hard to know if you're actually good until you get into a situation where you need that kind of instinct or that reaction time um so yeah monday tuesday like dude i was crushing it went got cleared from a doctor um a neuro doctor here uh, and then, of course, I was into the concussion protocol. Um, so at this point, man, I'm, I'm set on going racing buds. Like, if I can race buds, I will be there. Um, so, yeah, Monday, Tuesday kind of passed, and I was getting quite a bit better. And I'm like, all right, by Saturday, I'll be solid. Uh, let me get through this protocol. Uh, yeah, things kind of leveled out there. I believe Wednesday it was. Um, I was going to try to ride Thursday. And, yeah, I wasn't, wasn't getting – uh, where I needed to be, um, kind of leave it at that is, you know, I needed more time. So, you know, the team and I kind of talked and, and, you know, it kind of made the best call to sit buds out. Um, but man, I, I really wanted to race there. I mean, you can imagine my favorite track, uh, won there a couple of times. So of course, you know, I wanted to make that happen. Yeah. And for sure. Like in, and also the conditions looked very, very, uh, RJ, like that's what you look for i think it's just rough it got you could see it got really dry at the end of the day and i feel like that's just the stuff you thrive in yeah just kind of it's got that hard base but yeah. a little bit of fluff on top um yeah man i was i was bummed definitely and just kind of how the 
how it happened. Like, man, I've been kind of on the cusp of having good weekends, you know, throughout the whole year. And uh, honestly, kind of been struggling with my stomach from round two. Um, so, you know, I've had my own issues going on. And then it was hoping to turn it around here at Unadilla. And then, of course, you know, I do that. Um, but, yeah, man, so getting back to my health, like, I uh, didn't really do much last week. Um, did a cycling stuff yesterday with the whole crew and then uh, rode today. So I did, you know, 225 minute motos and felt decent, uh, but still really not too sure on if we're going to go racing yet. Uh, just kind of leaving it up in the air and see how I feel, I think, Thursday and kind of make the call then. Yeah, this will come out then. So we'll know at that point. But um, you, you go back to the, the stomach issue thing. Is that something that's happened before in your racing career? Or is that something new? No, man, this is all new. Um, you know, I don't really have an answer yet. I've done so many tests. Uh, and, yeah, really don't know the cause yet. Um, so that's kind of kind of where I've been. I mean, uh, you probably couldn't tell uh, watching me. Uh, but, man, I've been struggling on the weekends, like, really bad with my health. Like, I haven't – I can't even really tell you the last time I felt good in a moto. Um, so just trying to get through that and then, you know, like, during the week, it's really not an issue, uh, just on the weekends. And thought I might have had it figured out, and I felt like it was actually much better at Unadilla. Um, but also, I don't really know because I didn't finish the day. True. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of take that time. And, and that's even what we're kind of looking at right now. Uh, if, if I want to go race this weekend, um, well, you know me, I want to go race. Don't get me wrong. It's just, yeah. is it the smart, smart thing to do? Um, because, you know, it will give me a little bit more time to try to focus on just being ready for these last three, uh, which I really can do well at. Um, so, yeah, just try to get these things under control. At least find an answer. That's kind of what I'm looking for is I really don't have one yet. Um, so once we figure that out, we can try to make steps on improving it. Is it like a cramping thing or is it just kind of like throughout the day it, it just gets worse and worse where you just like have to lay down or what exactly are you feeling? Yeah, well, like, it, it honestly could happen during the week also, but I, it's not such a long day. But on race day, like, man, I get so dehydrated, and, and there's no way that I should be with the amount of, you know, liquids and stuff I intake. Um, and, like, yeah, man, my stomach just gets in such a knot. And, you know, I do a couple rounds, I was puking my brains out. Oh, uh, and then just second motos, man, I, I'm so, like, drained and have nothing left. Um yeah, and then, of course, after that, you know, after the motos for, I'd say, the next seven, eight hours, like, I just, I feel terrible. Um, and then Sunday comes, you know, I recover. Monday, I feel great again. Uh, so it's just kind of been how it's been for the, you know, last eight, nine weeks since, I'd say, since Hangtown, really. Man, you say you love to suffer. You took it to a new level this summer, man. Well, that's the thing, man. I was like, dude, maybe I'm just getting old. Like, that's just <laughs> kind of what it is. Like, dude, I'm. Maybe. 27 now I mean maybe that's just my body like heck, you know whatever sucking it up and then I think it was after uh red blood maybe I was like dude like we have an issue there's no way I should be feeling like this and then yeah Southwick was miserable uh and even out in dang Washougal like it wasn't even that gnarly of a day and I still had it there so I was like all right like we gotta gotta try to figure something out and that's what I've been doing is just kind of taking taking a lot of tests and blood work and you know uh ultrasounds and man just trying to trying to uh check all our boxes yeah 
a lot of doctor's appointments. So, yeah, I mean, besides, okay, you had to dig deep this summer, like, like in different ways. So, are, are you happy with the way it went? You were in contention there for, uh, what was that, after Washougal or before Washougal? You were down to at least like 20-something points in the, the championship. But, uh, I mean, are you happy with the way it went? Or are you, just, I mean, just with everything that's happened in your summer, like, is it still good for you or are you kind of bummed? I mean, I'm bummed because I felt like I left so much out there. Like, there were so many weekends that I should have been, been better. I should have put better results up. And even to still be, I mean, I was down, I think it was 21, going into Unadilla, um, which I haven't been that close. But even to still be in that situation was, right. was I mean, good. Like, I, I'd say I'm, I was stoked on my riding all year. Um, like, I win almost any week uh just not being able to put the weekends together or putting two motos together is what what really struggled uh or was was really i struggled with mm-hmm. um but yeah man just kind of in the whole of things like i had a really good supercross season and and i had i felt like i showed a lot more speed than what i have in years past uh this outdoor season uh if i can I'll say it was a, a solid season if I can get these last three and, and at least give myself a chance again, you know, have a shot at this thing uh, going into the last round. Yeah, yeah. And and I know you're very, very – obviously, you get your health on track. You're very uh, always patriotic about wanting to go to the motocross the nations. Is that still on the table? Can you talk about it? Have they, have they reached out to you? Is that – Man, it's, it's such a bummer. I mean, I don't – want to say i'm out of it but they talked to me right before you know uh sounded like i was in i was dude stoked of course um i have i had struggles in the beginning of the day at unadilla like from the week so i knew it was going to be a tough day uh and then yeah i talked to pelletier and everything was looking good and then i went and knocked myself out hmm. um, so yeah i don't know i really haven't heard much since then um but dude i don't it's for the country like i'll suffer through a couple of days like it doesn't matter if i get picked or if they want me to be there i will be there and i i promise i'll be competitive i know i can go out there and uh give you my best and and i truthfully feel like my best could be you know put us in a really good ch- uh chance at you know an overall win um so yeah i don't know we'll see i mean i'm definitely i i feel like if i do take this weekend off my health will for sure be better for these next three or the last three um and then of course you know designations is two weekends after that so yeah i mean i'd love to but haven't really heard much but as far as you know it's still on the table there's still a chance well and that's the thing it's like man if they don't have a team for this weekend like that's why i really wanted to go race too i'm like dude like you know yeah i'm gonna be hurting pretty bad but uh, I'll suffer through it to get picked, you know, and I feel like I, I could be competitive even this weekend. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at the whole kind of grand scheme of things, like I'd rather be feeling great for these last three than still kind of coming and limping uh, at North Carolina if I do want to go race this weekend, which would probably be the case. So yeah, these playoffs coming up, you like that's where your focus is. Uh, truly, you know, last round Ironman, um, you know, if you can make there, that'd be awesome too. But obviously if you sit out, you know, you have to look out for your health, but with these, uh, hybrid tracks coming up, are you kind of 
Like, have you been training for that? How do you train for that? And um, how do you, like, what do you think it's going to be like? Uh, I mean, the more it's kind of getting closer now, it seems like it's going to be a lot more supercross than outdoors. Um, we do have, like, a hybrid kind of track that we race or that we rode for Daytona at Eldon's. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been riding that once a week the last couple of weeks. Uh, and then I'm actually riding that again tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think any of us really know exactly what it's going to be like um but dude it's gonna be it's gonna be gnarly i mean even just the length of the motos on a supercross track like we did a couple uh i think it was like maybe 15 minute motos on on a supercross well our hybrid track and like dude it's so much gnarlier than an outdoor so to have i think it's 220s right for the yeah uh, that's it is yeah i believe so yeah, I mean, dude, that's, it's going to be tough, um, especially on if it's a more Supercross-style track. Like, that's quite a bit different than, you know, the outdoors or even just Supercross only having one main event. Like, dude, we got two of those now. Yeah, it could definitely go in a, a rider like your favor in, in that situation, when it, especially if you go twice. Yeah, and it's probably going to be pretty damn hot, too. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean... This this uh, final heat wave here for Ironman is we had some nice cool weather through here because I'm from Kentucky, but it's uh, this week's been rough, man. It's in like high 90s, a lot of humidity. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds like Florida every day. Yeah, I know, and I I just came back from Florida. I'm like, okay, I'll get a little break at home because I went on vacation, and it's like I don't even know how you guys live down there. So like, I, I'm good. Uh, if I don't have a pool, I'm screwed. Yeah, well that's why we we're close to the ocean. <laughs> you're, right. you're out on the boat and water it doesn't matter how hot it is right but you don't go swimming every day uh, i mean for the most part i'm pretty much i mean if we're out like we have off days or whatever like i'm out on the water or whatever you know we're here at home after we get home from you know riding and stuff like lie down at the pool or, or doing something like that it's kind of a sort of lifestyle yeah i'm about it man i go vacation there like that's i see why you live there for sure and uh so okay Let's bring enough about, you know, current racing and whatnot. I want to know about the real stuff. And, like, are you watching baseball this year, number one? And did we talk about if you're a Rays fan or a Marlins fan? Did we talk about that? No, but, yeah, no, I'm Rays. I'm much further north than down there. Why does everybody hate the Marlins? Dude, honestly, I forget they're even I, – I mean – yeah. Have you ever talked to someone that said their favorite team is the Marlins? No. Exactly. Not since Dontrell Willis was around. Their, yeah, you just forget about it. That's weird. I was just thinking about it's like that. Another, it's like another state down there. Exactly. No, I was just and I to to prep for this interview, um, I did go through your Instagram because dude, you have like the coolest one of the coolest stories and backstories because I looked through your first Instagram posts. Like, I'm not being creepy, but I was just because I wanted to dig up some some dirt and just see, like, where you came from. So, like, the past 10 years, that's when you really came on the map with dirt bikes. And you came on quick. And um, when I first heard of you, you, you signed with um, the alias, uh, what was it, SK Energy Group. Like, it was like yeah. uh, like Grondel. And the, you guys had a semi, right? Yeah, yeah. So, in 2013 yeah so how did that come about i want to touch on that before we, we got into anything else be like that was a really cool setup as an amateur yeah it was kind of just uh I, mean, I was honestly friends with eric uh we rode or he came down i was training with timmy 
uh, ferry and like we rode together and stuff and just became good friends. And then, uh, honestly met with Mike and, you know, the family liked me quite a bit and, uh, yeah, it's what it led to is Mike just kind of seen something in me and gave me a chance. Uh, it kind of took me in there those last couple amateur years. Um, and I mean, heck dude, was it for him? I probably would not be racing dirt bikes, or I, I know I would not be racing dirt bikes right now if it wasn't for him kind of taking me in there at the end of my amateur career because, you know, like you said before that, I really wasn't, really didn't have much going on. It was a cool setup, man. Like, the whole thing, obviously, the alias gear. Um, you guys had your own, I guess, kind of line of alias gear with the energy thing, but it was just a really cool setup. You kind of came out of nowhere, and then that's when you kind of took off. So, before that, there was a lot of electrical tape numbers um on your dirt bikes and just just yeah i mean all right it's it's insane the difference now like what we used to do back in the day just to ride like i never changed my oil i don't even know i mean dude i could probably count how many times my dad ever changed my oil uh like suspension forget that like clutches we would take the clutches out and uh grind them on the concrete and stuff then put them back in the bike like (laughs) man that's just that's just how i grew up it's like you know we get by with what we had uh maybe if i'm doing loretta's that year like get some new plastics or something um but yeah just it's crazy to think about those days now and then you know where i'm at now and it's like i go out and i'll complain about like the stupidest stuff and like some days i have to remind myself like dude what like you're you're so dang lucky to be where you're at and to have the you know platform you are um which is it's that's easy for me to remember back in the day like how it was so it's very humbling uh whenever you do get in those situations yeah exactly so what did you so obviously you went to high school and you played baseball a lot obviously on the team um did you ride a lot during the week as well or were you just kind of like a weekend warrior no man yeah it's pretty much weekends only like i raced at date city uh my whole life and you know i i did you know the nationals but more just because my sister was racing at that time uh growing up yeah. uh yeah normal kid played sports in high school uh played baseball um up to my senior year and then yeah that's whenever i did my senior year i did virtual school because um, that was i believe 2013 2014 and couldn't really do school and race uh or like do baseball school and race at the same time so yeah like it was either I take it serious now and do something with it or that was it. Like I was done racing. Um, so yeah, just that trajectory from playing baseball during the week, going to school, you know, racing for fun on the weekends. And then pretty much it being your whole life, uh, you know, just pretty much flip up a switch. Like, look, you're either going to do it or you're not. So senior year was 2012, 2013, which one? 20, 20, yeah, I believe it was 2013 because I turned – no, no, it might have been 2014. Oh, wow. So you already had the Geico ride when you – Yeah, so it was my last amateur year, and then I graduated, I believe, 2014, and then I went pro. Uh, I went full-time pro in 2015 because I raced the last three, I believe, in 2014. It wasn't a gradual rise, man. You just kind of were like, boom, I'm in it. I have, I have a ride now, and I'm just – I'm gone, and it's – you just kind of went with it and now you're here, you know, at 27 years old and, you know, championship contender. It's just kind of, it, it, this doesn't happen like really 
So it's no, just to... and it's like, man, I, I, dude, I've had some hell of years. Like, it, it ain't doesn't sound. I mean, yeah, you make it sound like it's been, you know, a fairy tale or whatever. But <laughs> no, my, yeah, man, my career has been so dang brutal, and like, there's, like, I take everything as a lesson, and, and you know, I'm still learning at 27 years old. Um, and you know, I probably could have uh, taken a lot shorter of a route or easier route if I maybe have learned a lot of stuff when I was uh, a lot younger. Um, but like, I was never like, dude, I flew on my first plane. I think when I was 17 or 18 and first time in California was whenever I tested with Geico, uh, right before I went pro. Um, so it's just like everything that I could take in came so late in my, you know, child or not even my childhood. When I was like, pretty much 18. Um, and then, yeah, man, just injuries and, uh, a lot of uh, struggles along the way, but yeah, like you said, man, just to be in the situation, and I still enjoy it, man. I love what I do, um, and I still feel like I've got a lot more to to prove. Like I'm getting better, and I don't see that really changing anytime soon. And I I know I can have a really successful couple of years on a 450, um, so hopefully can get up to that here soon. Yeah, I didn't make it to sound like it was a fairy tale for sure because you have absolutely seen the ups and downs of the sport it's just from when you come out of going to real high school you know you're you're i'm sure you're a popular dude in your school you you played baseball just did the normal kid thing and then like that like most kids at that time were just struggling at loretta's and just having bad motos and just you know not they get burned out quick whereas you had lived a normal kid life and then it was off to the races i guess that was kind of my yeah, point no. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's, I mean, that's why I think why I enjoy it so much now is, like, because I would never was, was really my life growing up, uh, and where I come from, you know, you, you don't find that much, uh, or you haven't in the past, like, man, Hudson, Florida, if you've ever been there, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about, um, so yeah, I mean, a couple, couple bad years, uh, and, you know, some bad circumstances, but that's kind of my story, and, where we're going with it like my whole childhood leading up to going pro and even to now like man i still i still feel like i can win one of these championships and if i didn't you know i'd probably be looking for a job already that first year after okay you, like you did one year with the the alias crew right there and then then you get approached by geico uh what was that moment like for you when they they asked you to ride for them well it was kind of a whole package though because at the time grondel was right uh part owner of it so yeah, I knew if I did well, and, and Mike told me that too, then like I already had a you know chance or opportunity. Um, but it wasn't until uh, Monster Cup when I went and won that is finally when they're like, okay, look, here's here's a Geico bike, like you know, here's a full on deal. Because before that, it was kind of you know I'd get an engine or or suspension or something like that, um, but never was full on until uh, yeah Monster Cup. And it's either like that story behind Monster Cup is I was either gonna go and do well and get something or that was it like because my loretta's there didn't go well right before that um so yeah it's kind of my my last shot at this whole uh motocross thing and yeah paid off and mike sure enough kind of took me in and, and that whole you know guy kohana team what would you have done you think uh well at that time i haven't played baseball in a little while um so man there's no telling i mean i worked on a roof couple weekends with my or not weekends couple summers with my dad uh he runs a roofing company and 
man, that was that was tough, especially yeah. in Florida. Oh Working yeah, on a roof in Florida, dude. Man, so yeah, that kind of was like, all right, I do not want this to be my future. So uh, I better go fast on a dirt bike or figure something else out. You know what I realized? You don't have a a good nickname. Like I don't know of any, right? Like, no, man, just just Rick is stuck, and that's from Mouth. Like, Malcolm always called me Rick, and then finally, I don't know what changed, and now everybody does. I mean, do we do we like that? Does that count? I mean, it works for me. So we're just Rick? Yeah, I mean, it's better than Richard, which is my real name. I know, dude. Like, I'm just saying, we could, and Richard would be kind of like, what's up, Richard? Like, that's not even a nickname. That's a full name. No, no that's tough. Like, for how, like... You need a dog name, dude, because, like, think about it. Like, us at Verb, we're all dogs. Like, and you're, the way you ride like a dog, man, like, you hang it all out there. You don't ever settle. Like, that's a dog. Rick dog. Rick dog? Does that work? I don't think that's going to stick. No? I need something better. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) But it's like you're so, you're, I don't know, you're so established in the sport. Like, is it going to stick? Like, you're just Rick. Good. I mean, heck, start it. We'll see what we can do. What's the J stand for? James. Richard James. You're Rick James. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. That's why, that's why the Rick kind of sticks. Yeah. Let's, we'll work on this. We'll figure this out. You need a nickname, though, because, I don't know, everyone needs a nickname. Yeah. Or well, we'll... I have to do something cool first. And if you really do want to uh, head to Ironman this week, I'm going to bring a baseball just in case. I just want you to throw me a heater real quick. Dude, I honestly, I threw a rock the other day. Yeah. And it, it felt like my shoulder was going to fall off. It's been that long. So, like, I got to get oh, back wow. in it. Like, my wife my wife bought me some, like, a couple gloves and balls, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. And it's just been sitting there, and I've been, like, dying just to pick it up. And But, dude, after I threw that rock, like, it's going to take some work <laughs> to get me back to – be able to even throw decent oh wow no i'm it's been years i mean dude think about it about 10 years yeah yeah that's a long time but i'm just saying we do some stretches and just like just throw just let's play catch like let's just do it i mean i'll I'll get in the cage with you i'm all for that oh dude that'd be crazy (laughs) well let's work on that well that's that's like a verb vid right there yeah yeah make it happen all right dude well i'll let you get uh back to what you're doing but uh thanks for the chat today and maybe see this weekend but if not we'll see at the playoff races yep yeah for sure thanks for having me man all right thanks for coming on see you man all right guys what'd you think i i really enjoyed just his perspective on on his career and his life and where he's where he's been and you know, what he still wants to accomplish. You know, with RJ, if you ask a question, he's going to be straight up honest. Cause, and you don't get that a lot. I mean, it's it's rare to where, you know, I, I don't think I've really talked to RJ too much. I think maybe a couple texts here and there, and, and we've done a couple interviews together. But, um, you know, he's all for it. Like, he'll, like he said, he wrote me right back and was like, yeah, let's jump on, even though he's, like, concussed. And, you know, anything we ask him to do, it's awesome. So, you know. Good, good for RJ, man. I hope he the the announcement isn't out, and it might be out when this pod drops. But this dude really wants to be on motocross the nations, so I, I hope he gets what he wants. Um, 
to, to fight through his illness this summer with his stomach. Like, you imagine suffering during a moto and then the stomach issue creeps up on you every time. That's a lot. Like, I don't even want to ride my dirt bike in the heat normally, really, anymore. But doing it with, with a stomach issue and you're barfing everywhere? These guys are animals. But um, thank you, Rick, for your awesome interview, man. We appreciate you every time you come on. So uh, it's thank you time. I want to thank... This is a first, guys. I'm going to thank him first, too, just to make it a big deal. I want to thank Slaw Dog. Yeah, you're not dreaming. I thanked Slaw Dog. I'm thanking Slaw Dog this week because he had my back this week on a lot of things. And he made a lot of it happen. So thank you for your help, Slaw Dog. You know what you did for me this week. I appreciate it. I do. This might be the only time I ever thank you. But for once, I'm putting down my pitchfork. You did a great job. Thank you, sir. All right, that's enough. I'm going to get off my soapbox with Saw. I want to thank Chili Dog. I want to thank Bird Dog. I want to thank my son, Bub Dog, and my other son, Duke Dog. Those guys keep me going. And what I mean going, like, they keep me running around a lot, all the time. Special thanks to Ginger Dog for making me sleep in a tent this weekend. I haven't done that in a long time. So it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be like... We've been we've been really big on the show Naked and Afraid. It's not going to be like we're not going to be naked and we're not going to be like sleeping in a shelter that we built. But it, it's going to be like that. Like I'm going to have to vlog this like, hey, you know, I'm out here. It's 2 a.m. and I just heard something. It's super cold. I don't think it's going to be cold, but it's going to be it's going to be given uh, Naked and Afraid vibes. So thank you, Ginger Dog, for giving me this experience. Um, instead of the comforts of a hotel room. Super cool. All right. Thank you, RJ, for coming on once again. You're an awesome interview. And we're see y'all at Iron Man.